The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, hello, and for those of you catching me live, it's Valentine's Day. And so today I'm going to talk about and ask you who the love of your life is. And I'm going to introduce you to the love of your life and why you must pay attention to that one person a little bit more. I make my living helping women move their career forward. I help hundreds of women every single year go from toxic environment, bad boss, getting laid off, fired, quitting, all sorts of career calamity. And what I find that often is sometimes weeks, months, years, decades before all of that is that they've gotten out of sync with the most important fundamental of life. And that is they've gotten out of sync with who they are. And the interesting thing about the energetic universe in which we live, and thank you, Albert Einstein, who in 1905 began describing this in ways that were both elegant and mathematical. And still, us humans are grappling for how to make sense of this whole thing. All of the spiritual and religious practices that we have devised and come up with as human beings mimic exactly what quantum physics is telling us. And one of the things that I know to be true, not only for my own personal experience and how I was able to carve my career up the mountain, is that when we lose touch with numero uno, and I'm not talking about the God out there. Numero uno in here. When we lose touch with the love of our lives, stuff starts to go in the wrong direction. And sometimes it's not very pretty. What I also know to be true is that that is the exact stuff that we need to bring us into our full expression of a soul self that we are. And I'm going to put all of that stuff together today as I wind the windy road back to you. Because the love of your life is you. Yes, you are the number one love of your life. You may have children. You may have a spouse, you may have parents, siblings, extended family. 
if you aren't taking care of the love of your life, that one special person that you see looking back at you in the mirror, if you're not taking care of that one, you're truly not taking care of anyone else from true heart-centered love. When I was a little girl, one of the uh, complicated factors of growing up Catholic was a Ten Commandment that we learned very young. I think we learned the Ten Commandments at like, I don't know, three or four years old. And it was just a matter of spouting them out and reciting and, re- and memorizing them. But at some point, probably around the age of seven to ten more than likely, I couldn't figure out one of the Ten Commandments. Well, do not covet your neighbor's wife was one that was always confusing because I didn't really know what covet meant and I didn't understand why someone would covet their neighbor's wife. But as I got older, I figured that one out. Um, The one that stumped me as a little girl was to love your neighbor as thyself. There's a lot of people in this planet, on this planet, who are loving their neighbor as themselves because they ain't loving themselves too much. And so that commandment goes a little bit uh, needing some correction. I couldn't figure out as a young girl what that really meant because it, it didn't resonate with me. And loving my neighbor as myself, I don't know, does that mean because I'm hungry or I want something or I like candy that I should give that to my neighbor? I, I wasn't sure. And even as I grew up and started understanding the ways of the world, and I was schooled mostly in in Catholic and parochial schools through college, it still escaped me. And into my 20s and a spiritual journey and trying to figure life out and understand what we're on this planet for and why does someone like Mother Teresa come on this planet with so much love and consideration for, for humankind and she literally sacrifices her own self and her own comforts for those of others. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Something like that? How am I supposed to be loving my neighbor as thyself if I don't have the thyself thing figured out? And this is the exact disconnect that I see so many women who I work with having as well. Because there's nowhere in the religion I was raised in that gave me the manual on how to love thyself. That that should have come first. Loving thyself should have been the first manual so that then I could do the love thyself as thy neighbor. Now that you got the self part right, little girl, go ahead and love your neighbor in that same way. Didn't get that. Didn't get that pamphlet. Didn't get that lesson in 16 years of Catholic school It didn't come through. And so now, as a grown woman, helping other women find their souls, bring their souls to work to land their dream jobs, I've found a few very important things that are absolute musts. And typically I talk from a woman's perspective because that's who I work with. But today's episode, I'm going to tell you what this applies to every person on the planet. I'm going to dive through and dive in 
and out and around and back again to the self because it's a super important, the most important piece of life to get right. And when we do, everything else is a springboard. So I'm going to start poking around at some of those things and talking about the most common ways I see people uh, disconnecting from their self. Uh, before I do that, we have a, a caller on the line, patiently waiting. And uh, Juliet, how are you today? And how can I help you? Good. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Thank you Mom. too. Thank you. Is there is there a question you have or something I can help you with? Oh, um, yeah. No, based just staying just staying positive. I had two interviews this week. And, Great. Um, one employer yesterday that I interviewed with, I said, when will you make your decision based on our interview? And he says, I will let you know on Friday if selected, how soon can you uh, start? And I said, I can be ready on Sunday. <laughs> would you start on Sunday? <laughs> I would start Monday, but it's a, but I would be, it's in Atlanta, so I would need to get there on Sunday to start on Monday. Gotcha. And 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 Sunday gives you time to kind of pick out a, an outfit to wear. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm delighted. So um, that that sounds fantastic. And congratulations to you. Um, as as we talk about the self love uh, piece, Juliet, um, what 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 types of things have you found to be helpful to? Uh, to make sure you're paying attention to to who you are and and where you're vibing, so to speak. To do the day the <clears throat> to do your men, daily meditation that mm-hmm. has helped me significantly. Not to get dragged into other people's drama. Yes, um, it's allowed me to stay very centered, very focused, um, and to be able to say no. I had a woman who hasn't spoken to me in two years call me at eight o'clock at night to say, can you please do a letter of reference for me? And I said, I'm going to teach you something. Learn to cultivate and maintain (laughs) relationships with people before you need them. Yeah. (laughs) I will not be writing you a letter of reference. I wish you all the best. (laughs) That's a, you, you can't win by just being on the taking side of things, huh? And, you know, that's uh, absolutely true. And one of the things that um, that we know to be true is that when you're cultivating your own sense of self and and your own inner workings, Mm -hmm. it it comes more naturally to connect with others and to be giving. And that's what I was saying earlier about this 10, one of the 10 commandments. If I'm loving myself and taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. deep needs or deep wounds to fill up that other people need to help me with. I'm whole right. from the inside. So now mm-hmm. I'm able and capable of paying attention to what other people need without taking from me. Sacrificing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and though, so looking... that's the real, that's the real equation to me. And I think one of the paths that most religions expect us to be on, but like I said, and Juliet, I don't know if you had the same experience in being uh, raised yeah. how you were raised, but Catholic. I didn't get the first manual of how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. We're all women are always taking care of everybody else, and when we say no, 
there are labels that are attached to us. But my thing is when a man says no, it's like, okay, sir, no problem. And so women have to love themselves enough to understand that no is a complete sentence. You know, you and I have worked together for almost a year. So I'm very comfortable in my skin. And I um, Mm -hmm. took, I just saw your, your email and I said, oh, I'm jumping on this call. (laughs) I'm not missing this one. This is my Valentine's Day gift to myself, listening to you coaching today. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad glad for your uh, new and exciting uh, possibilities that are on the horizon, and thanks a lot for for calling. So, folks, what... Yeah, sure. So what what Juliet is, is, is helping us understand is that when we do take care of ourselves and step into what we need and who we need to be, and actually she made a point, and this is something that I work with my clients on all the time, daily, daily filling our own cup, because there's no way we can truly give to our neighbor if our cup isn't filled, because what we end up doing is appearing like we're giving to our neighbor, but what we're doing is we're having to take from them in order to fill our empty cup. So most human beings on this planet love you very much, and me having been, and maybe still sometimes am, I need to fill up my cup because I don't have my own cup filled up, so I need to take from you. And I'm going to look like I'm giving, but what's going to happen is I'm giving to you and it makes me feel all proud and happy. So that's going to be what I'm going to do. And I'm going to volunteer here and do this and do that. And I'm going to extend myself all over the planet because I'm loving thy neighbor. But meanwhile, I am exhausted and depleted and have no time. And I'm complaining about that. And I'm not paying attention to, first of all, me, second of all, the people who I'm living with or who I'm supposedly loving, and everyone's getting the short end of the stick. So on today's beautiful day, focusing on usually romantic love, I say to you, focus on loving you. Romance yourself. Find ways to fill your cup. And if it's with chocolates or roses, okay. But I'm going to tell you this. When you align with who you are at the deepest levels, when you get in touch with your soul, when you define the beauty that you are and you embrace that, just like it was a long lost lover, when you embrace you in that tender, beautiful way, You are going to feel better. And by feeling better, you are going to be able to take care of other people. Again, not at the detriment of yourself. And not in a self-serving way. But you're going to have extension of your own self-love energy toward other human beings. There's a saying out there in, in, in therapy that hurt people hurt people. And the opposite is true as well. When you love on yourself, that's really only when you can truly love on others. 
how can I possibly truly give someone what they need if I don't have my own self covered? How can I possibly give to others? When I was raised, this whole concept of loving thyself was called selfish. And it was to be avoided at all times, no matter what, never to be seen or heard of being selfish. So as Juliet just mentioned earlier, when we're taught not to be selfish, we're taught not to take care of ourselves. And when we do take care of ourselves in the context of everyone thinking that selfishness is what that is, then we're against the grain and we are being, we are typically being criticized if we're taking care of the self. Oh, well, who are you to stay at home and not come to the volunteer meeting? Oh, who are you to be home on a Saturday afternoon taking care of things that you need to instead of running around like a chicken with your head cut off. There's millions of examples. I'm maybe not coming up with the best ones, but if you don't fill your cup on the regular, if you don't have a routine or habit of bringing yourself into your highest level of your own soul's vibration, you are absolutely incapable of doing it for or with others. And as we navigate our career and we become further and further away from our true loving self, our attention and our focus and our energy is all out there. All of our energy is going out there, out there, out there, out there to the coworkers, to the bosses, to the subordinates, to the meetings, to the things we have to do, the stuff on the weekend, late at night. While we're watching TV, the, 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 the one or two hours we have to completely decompress, we're hanging out with our kids and, and, and husband, and we're still on our phone doing stuff, and it's just email, and it's just this, and it's just that, but we're kind of like paying attention out there, out there, out there. We're depleting what little energy and what little self that we have we're just letting it go out, letting it go out, letting it go out. There's a true crisis when we do that over decades. There's a true crisis. And then as we veer away and veer away and veer away, the beautiful way that the universe is put together, we're going to get messages that are going to be encoded and we're going to think that those messages are other people hurting us and other things going the wrong way. But what the messages are, are reminders to take care of the self. So when we have a boss yell at us, it's really the universe reminding us that we haven't stopped to take care of ourselves. And that person is treating us in a way that we actually have a silent message circulating within our soul, that we're not worthy, that we're angry, that we're upset, that we've ignored ourselves, that we haven't paid attention to ourselves. And all of a sudden that boss is yelling at us in a way maybe we've never heard before. And we are feeling victimized. And on the outside, 
on this superficial view of the world. That boss is yelling at us and they're doing the wrong thing. And yeah, that's true. But on the soul level, on the energetic plane, that person is giving us a big loud message that we're not taking care of us. That our self is worthy of being yelled at. And this may be a radical view. This may be something that maybe you haven't heard before. As a matter of fact, I use the word radical. One of the most life-changing uh, books and philosophies that I've come across in my spiritual journey is a book called Radical Forgiveness by a gentleman named Colin Tipping. And this man, through his own trials and tribulations and spiritual journey in life, and God bless him, he's in his last few weeks, uh, perhaps on this planet, preparing for his death, um, he gave us a context of how the energetic world is effectively waving a flag at us to pay attention to something that needs to be fixed and strengthened within our own soul. And those messages, those people who seem to be perpetrating are the exact messages that we need. And when we stay in victim mode, we continue to separate from our source and our soul. And our soul and our source is the same thing. And when we don't love on ourselves and when we don't take care of that energy core within us, we're going to deviate and deviate and deviate. And here's what happens. The messages get louder from the outside world. It's as if someone's trying to get our attention. It's the only real explanation of it. Why in the world? Would someone yell at us in such a way to, to demean us? The best answer I have is to get our attention, not from that person, but in the greater context of the multidimensional world that we cannot linearly and in our little human brains figure out and figure out. But if we're in our soul's vibration, we know it to be true, that there's something there for us. There's a a, a spiritual muscle for us to strengthen. There's a sense of self for us to step into. There's a deservedness, a self-love that we need to fill up because that person yelling at us is the exact diagnosis that we have a negative vibration and a negative story that we're telling ourselves. And it may not be heard. It may not be something we're even aware of, but you can know for sure that when someone yells at you, there's something going on in you that is attracting that level of response from another human soul. And that human soul that's doing the yelling, there's part of their spiritual journey with that too. That's not your issue. Your issue is what that's doing to you and what you need to clear up and fill up in order for that not to be true. Let's take another call. Carrie is on the line. Hello, Carrie. How are you? You have a question for me today, Carrie? Or are you just calling to listen in? Okay. 
Okay, maybe just call in to listen in. No problem. So when we when we have this sense of emptiness within us, we don't know it. We are usually not aware. Why are we not aware? Because we're living the same life that appears like everyone else is living. We're waking up, we're taking care of the kids, we're having some breakfast, coffee. Can't live without the coffee in the morning. We're living like this. We're doing as much as we can. We're waking up early. We're, we're getting stuff done. Perhaps we're squeezing a workout in there, getting to work, rushing to work, rush traffic. Working as hard as we can in the morning, seeing if we can squeeze in a quick lunch break, working all afternoon, maybe into the evening, quick call the spouse. What's, what are we doing for dinner? What's happening? What's going on? What do we need to do? Ba, 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 ba. Running, running, running. And what happens to our physical body is that we are on a cortisol, adrenaline overdrive. And a lot of folks have been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue because our bodies are not made to be in that overdrive every single day like we do. They were made to have squirts of adrenaline and cortisol so we could run that infamous saber-toothed tiger chasing us right at the dawn of the ice age no longer happens and the way that our bodies are built is still fairly primitive and so we are running literally on the inside but we're not going anywhere and i used to run every morning or most mornings anyway to to wear that adrenaline and cortisol out of my body as i got more into meditation that became less necessary. And when we come back for the second half of the show, I'm going to talk to you about some real examples of how women who have been decades deviating from their sense of self, how they've claimed themselves back and how they have brought themselves back from the brink, actually sometimes after disaster, sometimes on the brink of disaster. And there are some really important parts of how you take care of yourself that are super necessary. In this fast-paced world, our soul's energy and our soul's alignment is even more important. And we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation. Or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with sound healer Terry Wilder and mystical gong meditations. 
Stop for a minute and take a breath. Ram Das is quoted as saying, Remember, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. Take a minute for yourself and just breathe. Give yourself this minute of meditation. Prayer is talking to the universe. Meditation is listening to it. Just breathe. To hear more healing gong meditations, visit terrywilder.com. For over 23 years, Liz Dunn and the team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting life-changing events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself in 2019. Tickets are available now for the International Women's Summit, March 7th to 10th in Phoenix, Arizona, featuring some of the most inspirational speakers in the realm of mind, body, and spirit. Do something for yourself this year. Go to CelebrateYourLife.com and reserve your space today. Know Yourself as Divine, Stations of the Cosmic Christ. A new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we're back for part two. (laughs) of who is the love of your life. And I got to say a good dose of gratitude to Diane Ray, who runs off that call-in number, 816-251-3555, a voice of velvet. Uh, Diane, uh, much gratitude for giving me the opportunity to share my message and my work on the Unity Radio. Um, uh, I'm delighted to be here. And if you've been listening to my show, you might know this, but I've been a subscriber to the Daily Word for uh, 35 years. Um, actually, it'll be 36 this May. Why do I know that it was May? Because when I graduated from college, it was one of the first things I did. Um, I was introduced to the Daily Word by uh, my best friend in college, and um, we used to actually pray to it every single day. And it was the beginning of my path of having an intention and having a basis for how I was going to be that day and how I was going to live and and what I was all about. And uh, it's no surprise that today's daily word is love. 
divine love expresses in and through me. Love unites us in perfect union with God and one another. Love is our inner quality that sees the good in everyone and in the world around us. Today, I choose to focus on the power of love, to see it in myself and in others. With an outlook of love, I am uplifted in spirit and feel joy springing up within me. And I want it, that's just the the first half of the daily word for today. What I would like to draw some attention and some distinction to is something very subtle in this passage I just read. But it's very interesting. Love is our inner quality that sees the good in everyone, sees the good in everyone and in the world around us. So we have a filter of all sorts of definitions and standards and right and wrong. We have a filter about how we see ourselves and how we see the world. And that filter is coated with all sorts of lessons and and, and feelings and memories that we've had. Uh, Some say not just in this life, but in past lives. And there is so much density and and so many dimensions to how we filter things that sometimes we forget that we are just pure love and that everyone else out there is pure love and they've forgotten it too. And so when we forget it and we disconnect and become disoriented from our soul and from our love self, we live inharmoniously and we live a a rather painful, difficult life and we're striving and efforting through everything. So the, the work I do with the women I work with and the work I have come to through my own journey is that we must reclaim our soul. We must love ourself and know who that self is. Even though we're all love in the center of who we are, we're all unique in, in our in our soul print. We're all unique in how that gets expressed. And when we find that unique self, that unique soul self, we can then express that through our work. Again, not something the linear brain can grab a hold of. So we have to suspend what the linear brain's trying to figure out and just know inside of us that we are truly unique and special and that there is something special for us to connect with in work and making our contribution in the world. Let's talk to Carrie. Carrie, hello. How are you? Thanks again for calling in. Uh, What's going on today? Hi, Mom. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I I love what you're talking about today, and um, I think it's important for people to know um, that all of this is a process. Yes. And um, one of the things that I, first of all, I have to say my relationship with my higher power, whoever people choose that to be, I choose it to be God, Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with God comes first before anything, mm-hmm. before my marriage, before my kids, before my, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, my, my world starts there. And mm-hmm. then I go from that, you know, from 
for making sure that I am traveling in the palm of God's hand <laughs> all day. Nice. And I got to tell mm-hmm. you, Mo, I climb out of that palm so many, <laughs> so much. Oops, fell down well, again. Darn it. <laughs> Come scoop me up, God. <laughs> so it's a learning lesson, you know, and less mm-hmm. and less I have to make that, that uh, leap back up to, oh, yeah, I'm not in charge. Let me get back in the hand. Um <laughs> So I think it, I think it's important that it, that it know, that we know that it's a process. Um, and I wanted to add a tool um, that I think you t- talked about. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong um, about in the middle of the day when things are going wrong. Um, I tend to move to victim very quickly, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, I hate being a victim. Yes. Hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate it, hate, yep. it, hate it. So um, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I decided, um, someone recommended, it might have been you, that I pick a word. Yes. That, um, the, the, yeah, so you, you pick a word, um, and it <laughs> you do a couple of breaths, and then you say that word, and you just keep with that word. And, and for me, I chose the word shroud. And I chose it for two different reasons. Shroud, you know, has two meanings. One is this beautiful shroud that you can put on that, um, that women wear, and it's absolutely fantastic. And, and the other definition of shroud, shard, shroud <laughs> is, um, is the metal shroud, you know, that men, you know, used to fight in. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so I get to choose which of those shrouds I use. You know, do I need to pull out the, the armor so that um, I'm taking the hits, but I'm taking them up, um, from a distance and I can, I can process them better? Or mm-hmm. do I want to be accepting in a loving way and, um, and truly own what, what's mine? in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the transaction. Um, but I think that's really hard. And I just wanted to comment on um, what a process this has been for me. Um, I feel like you feed me like a little bird every day um, <laughs> and every and every night. And it's enough. It's enough. And mm. I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you what you've done for my life. So uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for that, Carrie. And I like the visual of being in the palm of, of God's hand. Um, I, I, um, you know, in how I am, I guess, viewing, filtering, et cetera, I, I look at God kind of passing through me and being in me. And, and in many ways, and, and you know this in working with me, um, when I'm coaching or even just doing this radio show, um, I'm just allowing that to flow. Um, and in many ways, when we are in that flow, we are able to express our, our godly self and be in, in full communion with that divinity and feel like we are comfortably sitting in the palm of God's hand and, and living life in concert with that love. And you are so right, uh, falling off that seat in, in the palm of the hand or uh, shutting down our flow. 
or forgetting that that's where we're filled up. Um, as I talk about self-love and and loving the self, um, what I'm really talking about is filling up the cup of our divine selfness, which in many cases, and a lot of my spiritual mentors, gurus, teachers, and authors have capitalized the word self when referring to the divinity through us, which which makes us our unique soulful self. And and I and I kind of like that because it's 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 my expression of my highest me is in some ways not totally just me. It's that divinity coming through. And because of how we're built as human beings, I got to say things, I got to work on things, I got to push paper and punch keyboards, I got to do stuff as a unique being. But the essence and the guidance and the choices and picking up the phone sometimes and smiling to strangers sometimes, letting people in traffic. All of these things are gestures of the highest sense of me that I can only get when I tap into that capital S self or that soul or that divine expression. And as, as I was talking about earlier, being raised Catholic, um, I felt a separation in how that went down for me as a young girl. And I didn't, I didn't particularly love that. I, I like feeling integrated with, with the whole encompassing love that is, that is what our universe is all about. And frankly, I love the fact that we can literally be filled up with God. And when we are, and I've seen this, and Carrie, thank you very much for your kind words, what I see when I help the women I work with do that is that they become their godly version of themselves. They become the highest version. They are their highest, wonderful, beautiful person traveling the earth. And to me, there's no doubt that why they go from where they were weeks or months ago to to feeling happy and joyous and and pressing in into the world in a more successful way is because they are filled with divine energy. And there's a, a couple of ladies who have been through my work that uh, inspire me to, to this message. And one of them is... Um, a PhD uh, biologist. Um, I'm actually releasing her interview on my podcast on Saturday. If you'd like to hear that interview, and if you're not on my email list and you'd like to be, feel free to go to mofall.com and uh, sign up for anything on my e- on my website or just to sign up to get my emails. Every Saturday, I'm now releasing a weekend motivation. It's a podcast or an interview with one of my clients or someone else of particular interest to help inspire you. Um, Dr. Ruda and I met almost two years ago at a talk I was giving. And she happened to be in the front row because she got to the meeting a little bit late. 
And when I give talks, I typically do my elevator pitch um, thing I do with my clients, but it's really fun to do it in a live audience because it's a very interactive, um, an interactive thing to do. And so she was sitting in the front of the audience. So naturally as a speaker, you tend to call on the people that are sitting right in front of you. And I called on her as I was going through the elevator pitch and she stood up and I asked her as we went through the process of the elevator pitch to tell me about herself. She's the CEO of her own biotech firm. And her mom died of a rare liver cancer. And when she was at the University of Florida finishing her PhD uh, is when her mom finally succumbed. And she decided to make her life's work figuring out how to do better for cancer patients. And in her postdoc work that she did in Tampa, which is where she and I met, she uh, came across a patent uh, cell technology for harvesting cells. And she immediately began turning that into something that she could market and and provide to pharmaceuticals and that sort of thing. And what had happened is that she had started this company and bootstrapped it on her savings, et cetera, like so many of us who are in our own businesses tend to do. And she was looking for some extra funding, some private equity or venture capital. And she was not getting anywhere. And where she was getting is people saying, yeah, we'd be happy to give you some money for your company, but you're not going to be the CEO. And it was tearing her apart that she would have to, in order to have her company survive, have to give it up. And as she expressed that to me when we met two years ago, she was brought to tears about it. And I saw the glimmer of who she was and what her story was all about because she was courageous enough at that moment in front of, I don't know, 80 uh, attendees at this uh, meeting to to share her story. And what we did is we got to work right away with her true story and her true soul. And, and, and she went to work on the inside of who she is. And within six weeks, she raised a quarter of a million dollars for her company, money that she hadn't been able to raise prior because her soul was guarded and blocked and her intellect was leading. And I remember saying to her at one point, and she shares this in the interview we just did, get out of your head, get out of your intellect. It's not going to be your answer. There's no investor who cares about the cellular technology like you do. They care about who you are, why you're doing this, and why you're a good investment. And she got into her story and she got into who she is and she got into why her and she got into why she's a good investment. And she raised her first chunk of money that she needed to save her company and move it forward and hire the proper engineers and get things going. Last year, she relocated her company to the Miami area from Tampa. And just at the end of last year, she won the key to Miami, the city actually awarded her the key to the city because they believed that her technology and her company was going to be one of the leading aspects of Miami moving into the future, the biotechnology and the life-saving technology that she has. She has since raised and won prizes of approximately a million dollars in two years. And she has come alive. She has owned her soul, and now she knows who she is. And on the outside, 
If you would have met her two years ago, you would have thought she was a confident woman walking down the street. You would have thought she was smart and had everything going for her. But inside, her soul had gotten dim through different job losses and being treated poorly by different bosses and and trials and tribulations and, and that sort of thing, which most of us have in our lives. She hadn't learned the the secret to filling herself back up and to reconnecting with her divine, divinity and her divine selfness and and then connecting that to her purpose. She had a really great purpose because it was about her mom and her mom's uh, unsuccessful battle with cancer. But when she was able to really claim that within herself and practice a daily practice of filling her cup and getting into alignment and stepping into her power, And I will tell you that some of the things that we did on a very practical basis, which include negotiating and and, and hiring the right people and not getting lost along the way, very practical steps, but they all come to one thing. When she got into her alignment and into her power, she was able to make the right decisions, again, not from the intellect so much, but from alignment, from divine guidance. And that divine guidance that we have overpowers the intellect all the time. But if our intellect is turned on and our soul is turned off, we will make decisions out of fear and scarcity and striving and proving that we're worth. And it's inauthentic energy and it depletes us. There's another client who's a um, software engineer And she was so depleted that she ended up in the hospital for a nervous breakdown. Not quite 40, divorced a year or two, three kids. And she was so exhausted and so frazzled that she had no other choice but to go to the emergency room and and be admitted to the hospital. That is no place for an otherwise healthy, under 40-year-old professional mother of three. It's no place. But it was the only break she could get from a work that was exhausting her, from a life that had been pulled fully off of center. She happened to call my company, my team, and book her clarity call, which, by the way, if you'd like to do that, you can do that by going to this uh, web, web link, this URL, uh, mofall.com slash give me clarity, mofall.com slash give me clarity. So she did that, and uh, she talked with one of my team members, and it seemed like uh, what was going on with her and what was uh, bothering her career and causing her to have gone into the hospital was the stuff that we, that we fix and over 12 weeks of working together, she was able to reclaim herself. She was able to get really clear on what she wanted for her career. And she was able to get it. Now, I have the pleasure of continuing to work with her in my ongoing group. And um, she continues to grow and develop and be the most beautiful, wonderful, soulful woman, boss, executive, and it's it's quite delightful to watch a soul like that emerge from someone who was in the hospital, rendered 
nearly useless for all intents purposes for a week. And then to come out of that and to come alive literally energetically at the soul level and then to claim her future, claim her professional status, make more money than she had been making and really soar and take her own personal professional self to a level that she had not achieved before and be able to oversee others and lead others and be a beacon. Now, because she knows how to fill her soul and she knows how to be that divine version of herself, she now has influence in a beautiful organization to help others achieve and reach that and not to be disassociated or disconnected. And that's a beautiful thing. Because as human beings, that is who we are. We are whole people. And we become less than whole in how the topsy-turvy rumble and stuff happens in life. We, we, we disassociate from the best parts of ourselves in order to survive. And it's actually the opposite that we need. There's another woman who was um, in my workshop a, a little bit ago. She quit her job under duress. She was managing a, a team of five or six, and she had given all of them so much of herself, including her time and taking call for them and all sorts of things. She had gotten so burnt out, she had no other choice than just to quit. And with a working husband, it was doable, but not in the long haul. And their family did better when they were both working. And so she came to me three or four months after having quit and not getting back into the workforce in the way that she wanted. She reclaimed her soul. We got super clear on what she wanted to do and where she wanted to go with her career. And she had a lot of talents. And she was able to get herself into a role, into a job at a beautiful, wonderful, aligned company, at a role that was above she had ever done before. And now she was going to be able to self-manage and make critical decisions and, and, and manage a team without giving of herself. And she became a better wife. She said, Mo, I'm no longer the needy wife. I don't need from my husband. I don't beg for his attention or need his attention. I don't have to be that wife anymore because I'm filling my cup for myself. She's actually since gotten even a bigger job. And, um, it's so delightful to watch these beautiful souls gain the best energy and the best power and the best clarity we have available to us in this human condition that we're in. And that is through our divine source. When we open that unique, beautiful aspect of ourselves up full wide, we can then be the best expressions of who we are and what we are destined to do in the world because we do need to make a contribution as human beings. We're contributing to the betterment of the world and the physical planet, but we have to pay attention to the divine sense of self and soul that we are. And we have to love ourselves. And as Carrie had mentioned, sitting in the palm of, of God, I believe that our source, our creator, our God wants us to love ourselves as source cares and loves us, there is no externalization. It is one beautiful love energy that we are from and we are in and we are of. And when we tap into that and love ourselves to that level, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible.
when we tap into that unending, infinite supply. That's what we're here for. And when we have that for ourselves, loving ourselves, we then can be truly who we need to and want to be in this world. It's the work I do every day. I love it so much. I am, I am blessed and grateful to be a channel and to have gone through heck and back <laughs> and over and over again so that I can help release and renew and refresh the beautiful women I work with. I hope that you have a beautiful and brilliant rest of your day in self-love. Don't forget, please, if you'd like continued inspiration, please visit me at mofall.com. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.